You're listening to The Sports Buff, the official podcast of Imperial Sports Business Club. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Sports Buff. I'm your co-host, Daniel. I'm here with Henry, as always. Henry, how's it going? It's all good. How are you, Daniel? Very good, very good. Very excited to get another episode. We've gotten a bit of a of a following due to our previous episode. So we're very happy to have all our listeners here once again. In this occasion, we're joined by Oli. Oli, just uh, for, to introduce him for a bit, uh, he currently works at the Sports Consultancy. Uh, we're excited to have him. Oli was also a Imperial alum. He still is an Imperial alum. And uh, we're excited for him to, to tell us about his experiences here as well, where he was actually the president of the Imperial College Sports Business Club. Ali, welcome to the Sports Buff. The floor is yours. Uh, thanks, Daniel. Uh, yeah, um, excited to be excited to be on. Um, hi for those listening. Um, yeah, I'm currently working at the Sports Consultancy as an analyst. Um, I was the class of 2021, I think it is. Yeah, 2021, um, studying MSc Management uh, at Imperial College um, Business School. And um, yeah, as Daniel mentioned, what, I was the president of uh, Imperial College Sports Business Club um, for the second year that it's been in existence, and the first full year, because of course, you know, the start of my uh, start of my master's career was delayed by COVID. Um, so yeah, haven't quite had the same experience of uh, Imperial life as you guys have, but um, yeah, no, ha happy to have gone there, and uh, yeah, very happy mm -hmm. to be here. Yeah, I guess I guess we're kind of in a, new, a unique position, really, to do this podcast because you know normally we get experts that have already started in their field, already done their field for about five years. Um, but this one, this episode, I think, is really for the students that are listening, um, which obviously comprise a lot of our um, our listenership. Um, I actually had someone come up, Daniel, at the dinner the other day, uh, asking who we were as a podcaster. <laughs> so clearly we're doing something right. Um, but anyway, uh, Ollie, I just wanted to take you back uh, when you were first at Imperial. Obviously, there are so many people at the moment that are in the exact same position as you, whether it be at Imperial or any other uni. Um, they're not really quite sure what they want to do with their lives. Um, and obviously, one of the reasons why anyone does a master's is to kind of figure that out. Um, would you mind just telling the readers kind of what the process was of you discovering that you love sports, get involved in the sports business club, and ultimately what, what made you decide to go to the sports consultancy more specifically? Yeah, um, I think I think I'll start by saying like I I have always had a big passion for sport. I've always been a huge sports fan. Um it's one of the only things that I think I can converse in normally. Um, but it's yeah, I've, I've always held this passion and I've always thought like, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could actually have a career in, have, have a career in sport? Obviously, I'm not quite, you know, as, as athletic as others. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you where you dream as a kid of being a footballer, but then somewhere down the line, you realise you're not quite going to make it. Um, but I think um, coming into Imperial, I was fortunate enough to have had some experience um, at, as an intern at a company called Two Circles. And I think that kind of spurt, like opened my eyes to a whole world behind sport, um, realizing that there's so much activity that happens uh, at any, well, behind any football game, behind any sort of Formula One race. There's so much preparation that needs to be done, and there's a whole 
economy and ecosystem behind all of that. And I thought, wow, this is exactly what I'd like to do to be as engrossed in um, in sports, to be able to converse with people on a daily basis about the thing that you're passionate about, to share that same passion with other people that you're working with and to think about sport on a day to day basis. Um, that was always my kind of aim. And I came into Imperial sort of kind of knowing that I wanted to go into sport, but at the same time, at the back of my mind, knowing that like, um, you know, wanting to keep my options open, um, knowing that, okay, if sport doesn't come into fruition or if say there's, there's any reason why um, I might not be able to, to go into it, or if I find a different career, you know, what can set me up best? And that was kind of the thinking behind going into studying an MSc in management, being able to give me a sort of springboard into um, into absolutely anything and, and, and everything, as well as being able to apply it to sport. I think mean, there's a common misconception that sport is an area that is very hard to access because, you know, you might, it's quite hard to find people with experience. And I think I was, yeah, I was very fortunate to be able to, to have some, but I think my aspiration and my sort of pitch to, you know, to go for sort of president as um, of, of Imperial Sport Business Club was that I wanted to make known this whole world behind behind a lot of people's passions and make people know, like make it known to people that there is so much behind behind any sports game and that there's a career that you can make out of it. Um, and I'm incredibly thankful and grateful that like the Sport Business Club has seemed to have grown on its own thanks to you guys and thanks to the guys last year um, that it's progressed so much and yeah there's a huge amount of interest behind it yeah i mean i guess that there will be so many people listening to this podcast and um obviously people that me and daniel have met as well through the sports business club that that will want to do something similar to what you're currently doing at the sports consultancy um if you're a listener and you know let's just pretend i'm on and i have no idea how i want to get into the sports world what would be your advice to kind of uh to people of our age really around the age of early 20s looking for their first job um what would be your first piece of advice about how to breach this industry it's a good question i think i think the main thing to take away is that there are a lot of there's a lot of free resources that you can use um i'm thinking primarily sort of sports pro media and front office sports start reading about things behind the uh, things in sport business in particular um, start getting to know the know the terminology, know who people are, how things work, um, and be sort of read around the topic. That's probably my first piece of advice. Um, I think that is crucial. I think that tends to be what differentiates great applicants. Um, it's the sort of knowledge of what the sporting world is like and what uh, what kind of happens behind it i think it's quite easy to find someone who can rattle off the top 20 premier league goal scorers but being able to sort of find someone who knows how um knows why a sport event might happen why it's being hosted in xyz country uh who pays what money to whom who the stakeholders are who what a rights holder is um i think having a grasp of that will give you a really good sort of platform to be able to talk about the topic um and i'm thinking more into sort of like cover letters and and eventually an interview being able to speak around the topic 
and also having an opinion about it um, and being able to say, oh, okay, I think, um, I think, for example, uh, the role of crypto in sport is uh, a very controversial one. Here are the reasons why uh, loads of people are looking into sort of um, regulation around that. Athletes are a lot more cognizant of their role in terms of like what to promote, being knowledgeable in terms of what to promote to their to their to their um, to their followers, etc. So, like, you know, not to go down a rabbit hole there, but um, having a sort of opinion like that, forming it uh, su supported by wider reading, is is really important. And I think point two would probably be never to sort of lose your passion. Um, sport is a passion industry. Everyone is there because they want to be there, because they love sport, they watch sport, they consume sport, and showcasing that uh, passion for the industry is, again, it's, 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 it's crucial. And people in sport, they want to find like-minded people and people who share their enthusiasm with um with with sport um it doesn't really matter which sport to be honest but yeah absolutely anything and everything i think is um is is the main takeaway yeah i mean you definitely deployed all of that when you first started working for sports consultancy clearly but i mean your route into the sports consultancy actually went through an internship if i'm right so um would you mind just telling us what what the sports consultancy really had you doing on a day-to-day -day basis and and really what was the difference between doing that as just a kind of internship and then actually progressing to a to a real job they clearly liked you quite a lot to keep you <laughs> yeah i think um i think in terms in terms of the internship um on a day-to-day -day basis it's it, it's quite hard to nail down exactly exactly what because things are so varied everything is so fresh um and it kind of honestly the, the, the three-month internship that I was on went by like a blur um because what the sports consultancy does really well is it it, it absolutely engrosses you as an intern you are at the at the cold face speaking with speaking with big name clients speaking with some of the big world's biggest rights holders and people who um make big decisions on a day-to-day -day basis and i think i was really really fortunate to be able to um actually experience that um i guess my role was very much on a sort of support basis mainly working on a lot of strategy pieces working with a few sort of global rights holders um trying to help develop say like an international growth strategy for example um coming up with ideas behind that and also um, <clears throat> something else that I've been quite involved, quite heavily involved in, is uh, is impact work, and I think that's a very good ingress into um, into how how any sort of major event works. Um, being able to know where the kind of flow of money is, why hosts are interested in a particular event, how how people sell for them, um, and how to sort of showcase the best of a sport. Um, uh, I think, yeah, a lot of it was very research based, but I did have a lot of client facing work to do, um, being able to sort of manage various stakeholders, um, speaking with, um, sponsors, broadcasters, people, well, rights holders and, um, and, and, and everyone else. And, you know, some of the, some of the best projects that I've 
that I've that I've worked with have been very kind of hands on with the client. Um, and yeah, obviously some 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 proposal works at the end of the day, you know, we're an agency and we'd like to, you know, we want to win as much work as we as we as we can. And I think that um the sports economy at the moment is is looking really healthy. Um obviously there's a lot of external investment going going on and um and people are looking more to sport as a as a way to yeah, as a way to kind of boost up boost up the country's profile or to be able to get some good sort of return on investment. And I think um yeah, this the COVID has proven what like how high the demand for life sport is. Um, you know, think back to the days when, you know, we were uh, eagerly anticipating, I think it was Borussia Dortmund against um, Hertha Berlin or something like that um, as the first game since lockdown, uh, first bit of live live football and live content. Sport is one of those things that obviously is the, is the only thing on TV that can be really consumed live. Um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know how often you guys watch football games on, 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 on repeat. For me, as a Man United fan, the only one I think of seen on repeat is when we beat Arsenal 8-2. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> um, absolutely. But, yeah, I think um, on a day-to-day basis, to go back to the question, um, it's, yeah, it, 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 it absolutely varies. I mean, on, on one day, you could be doing an economic impact analysis, and on another day, you could be developing a, um, a growth strategy or a sports strategy or a sort of, um, I mean, even in, in, in some of our other departments, which I'm not a part of, um, like facility and venue, feasibilities, you know, you can be doing absolutely everything. And that broad breadth of offerings that the sports consultancy has is one of the reasons why I felt so attracted to it. Um, in terms of the second part of your question, which is the kind of transfer from intern to analyst, um, I think, yeah, I think what... CSE wanted me to do. I think it's probably the same for all the other all, all the other interns. Is during the internship process to as to sort of see yourself as the analyst, put yourself in the role within a project as um, as the analyst in in that project. I think the main change for me has been more on the kind of project management side, being able to be across all facets of the project, knowing absolutely everything about it, um, knowing when the deliverables are what needs to be done keeping people in check upwards management as well um has is 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 pretty key so um yeah i think that's probably the biggest change and also you know to kind of set yourself up the ladder as well um yeah a wide variety of projects as well one of my main aims has been to try and dip my toe into um each of the areas that the sports consultancy offers so, I mean, to, to listeners, I know I've like, explained this to you guys, um, Henry and Daniel, when I came to do the talk, was um, basically within the consulting division of the sports consultancy um, that we have what I call like three three pillars. Um, the first being focusing on strategy, investment and growth uh, within sports. So things that are a lot more kind of long term, blue sky thinking um, kind, of, kind of strategy pieces. The second one is more on the sort of commercial partnership side, so sponsorship sales, sponsorship strategy, um, repackaging of of, uh, of assets, etc. And then the third one is what we call major events and campaigns, um, and that is more on the side of post procurement, um, some bids, uh, impact work, um, and that kind of thing. Focusing more on the um, event side of things. Um, so my main aim as an analyst 
um, which is still ongoing, is to try and get as much exposure to each of these three pillars as I can. Um, and yeah, that's that's got, yeah, we're currently currently in the process of that. And um, yeah, as more work comes down the line, I'm sure I'll have the opportunity to do so. Um, sorry, yeah, um, hope that can answer your question. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. Actually, that's really in depth. I mean, in terms of the rotation, obviously, you're as you said, you're trying to dip your toes in everything. Um, how how long do these like um, processes and projects? Uh, are you juggling multiple at the same time? Is it? Um, are you going kind of going into different pillars at different times, different mm. teams, or is it very much like you're in this project for X amount of time and then you switch? Yeah, so I think we a lot of the time um particularly in the more sort of junior grades you would be juggling multiple projects across multiple pillars um and sort of at any one any one time you probably you're more than likely to to be working on probably more than two at any given time um that obviously makes things a little bit harder in terms of like time management but people going into the industry i mean for me it's exactly what i what i wanted to do i wanted i wanted maximum exposure to learning absolutely everything about 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 any sport and of course you know i've got like ones that i'm more passionate in those like that can be facilitated by by tsc if you see a project coming down the pipeline that you think is potentially of interest and more of interest to you then you can absolutely put your hand up and you are encouraged to do so you're encouraged to put your hand up to say that looks really interesting i'd like to be a part of that um and yeah i mean thinking back to when i sort of started on the start on the path to um to, to going into sports you know a bit i was kind of at a crossroads where i wasn't yeah much like a lot of the students um that i'm sure are listening like i was at a crossroads where i wasn't entirely sure what i wanted to do and i just thought what is the one thing that i think about on a daily basis and that's that sport okay what are the what are the opportunities within sport um how can i get as much exposure to the thing that I'm most passionate in and you know I'm grateful that I, that I absolutely can right now yeah being able to sort of juggle multiple projects is tricky in itself but also you know it's exactly what I signed up for um and sometimes you have to think in different hats and obviously you know if you have a if you have if you're in the zone for um say selling commercial partnerships um it's sometimes a little bit tricky to you know immediately after switch over to being more sort of blue sky thinking um but those, that's the exact skill set that um you know i personally want to want to develop and this world can see is really yeah it's really good at sort of giving you that exposure and encouraging you to develop within that sphere yeah um yeah, yeah. i mean I, I one of the things i think that keeps kind of subtly cropping up during the conversation is is this kind of the looming need for digitalization in sport and actually kind of how far behind sport is at the moment with digitalization i mean in all other sectors of the society and the economy we see digitalization happening at a rapid rate but i mean i, I read somewhere the other day that you know sport is perceived to be at least kind of five years behind uh, other industries in terms of its digital footprint and its data collection and things like that um, does that kind of make the industry a lot more exciting or do you, do you agree with that? Or how do you kind of see the progression of that digitalization coming in the next kind of 15 years? Because, you know, you see with Saudi Arabia, them taking such a big interest in the political impact of sport. Um, and, you know, with that kind of money backing behind it, 
Um, where do you see that kind of the next 10, 15 year period progressing? It's a good question. Um, in terms of digitalization, um, yeah, I think I think sport does have a long way to go, but I think a lot of that has to do with it's, it's partially facility availability and facilities based. For example, um, yeah, if you, if, you, if you look at some of the football stadiums in, 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 in the Premier League, there's not a huge amount that are able to facilitate um, streaming, for example. Not a lot have good, good enough internet access. Um, not enough have sort of good network connectivity, um, partially because they were built like, yeah, several years ago. Um, and it's sort of all new modern stadiums. Now you, uh, you think about a lot of the ones in the NFL, particularly um, an example that I have in mind is um, the Atlanta Falcons um, stadium. Uh, I think it's Mercedes-Benz Arena, it's called. Um, uh, and that's what's called a smart stadium, interconnected with, uh, with 5G connectivity. Everything works on a smart function. Um, people can sort of create, well, people can share uh, various moments. Um, the fan experience is amazing. Um, absolutely everything is sort of tailored towards a customer experience, whereas... A lot of the football stadiums in the Premier League, for example, are tailored to sort of watching a match and having sort of 50 to 70,000 people watching watching a match. Even kind of basic things like, you know, toilet facilities are not particularly up to scratch. So in terms of the digitalization of everything, I think a lot of that has to do with revamping stadiums and any sort of new stadiums that you see um that you see coming through i think of the spurs stadium for example very much has digitalization in mind um it has good connectivity the stadium could be used for a lot of different functions um for example you know the nfl um in london um that that the spurs stadium is able to hold um it has a whole sort of nfl section it's hosting um f1 karting underneath the stadium um stadiums now have to be very different to what they had to do 50 years ago um and of course part of that is connectivity and that internet acts as the internet grows more advanced stadiums have to try and keep up keep up with that in order to um yeah in order to help facilitate streaming um overseas global streaming whether yeah whether broadcast is going to stay terrestrial or not that's a whole different question um so yeah, I, I I think I agree to an extent that sport is, it's a little bit behind, but at the same time, it's again as I say, like it's one of the only entertainment products that has to be consumed live, um, and that throws in multiple different challenges that say you know say watching a TV show on Netflix doesn't doesn't have. Um, I think it's I think it's absolutely getting there. I think um, with investments and with time um, and with thought put behind the facilities, it can absolutely get to a place where a place that's incredibly advanced. There's a lot of talk of um, of sports kind of like a lot of lesser, I say lesser, um, a lot of sports that aren't as widely followed. Um, are trying to think of new and innovative ways in order to get more eyeballs. Um, and of course, you know, you think of Drive to Survive, for example, that's had so much success for, for Formula One. Um, 
but within that content space, it's getting more and more crowded. Oli, just uh, to to wrap up, like one one last question. Uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot a little bit, but um, you talked about the passion for the industry. <laughs> it's a passion-driven industry, definitely. Has there ever been a time where it's kind of a don't meet your heroes or you don't want to see the wizard behind the scenes? Behind mm. the, that, you, that has there ever been a time where you've been disenchanted with something? Um, sorry to put you on the spot. No, 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 no. Of course, no. That's a no, that's a great question. I mean, I'd say. Yeah, look. Sometimes, sometimes with any job, right? You're you 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 you're sometimes you're so in the thick of it that you don't necessarily sort of think about think about things outside outside. Well, I know there are times when, um, you know, I'm 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 working on a given project that sometimes that that, that I'd be you know passionate about the sport itself, and I think I go back home and I think, oh, I don't really want to put that on right now. It kind of reminds me of of work, but I I'd say those moments are incredibly rare um for me at least i think a, a lot of different people deal with deal with these things in 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 different ways um i mean i wouldn't say necessarily disheartened or um disenchanted um i'd say i've been i mean there are some areas that i'm less passionate about for sure and that's again the same with any job but within the kind of context of sport for for me at least I'm absolutely, I'm always excited to get into absolutely anything to do with sport. Uh, yeah, I think back in my imperial days, and I think, right, how do I revise for this accounting exam? If I imagine it's Man United's balance sheet I'm trying to balance, then that makes things about 100 times more interesting. Um, and I think that's the same with, that's the same with any job. If you go into it think, yeah, thinking you, know, you have a passion, there's, there, there are going to be some tricky times for sure. But at the end of the day, for me, I'm working within the. I'm lucky enough to be working within the sphere that I I am incredibly passionate about, and I don't I don't see that passion drying up. Um, I think at the end of the day, I'm always going to be excited about about live sport. I'm always going to be excited about um, about you know watching uh, a Formula One race or a rugby game or um, or following following Man United try desperately to make it into the top four, um, and. I think that's part of the that's part of the drama because it's never really predictable, right? It's never you can't ever sort of you're always get engrossed in the live product because of that unpredictability because you can't foresee what's what's going to happen. Um, yeah, and but, yeah. yeah, and I think that's something that I won't I won't ever get um, tired of. Perfect, uh, and uh, yeah, great that you're lucky enough to work in the industry and. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, with the with the very very insightful information you shared with with us with our listeners, that we'll be able to to follow your footsteps. Yeah, thanks thanks so much, Ollie. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of minuses on that United balance sheet. <laughs> but um, if any of the listeners wanna wanna check out the sports consultancy, just head over to their website. Um, have a punt at the internship. You never know how it will go. Um, it's clearly gone really well for Ollie um but yeah thanks so much for joining solly and me and daniel will see you all next time thank you so much cheers for having me